Alexis is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never right. been anybody as right. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from their club. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat your children. It was just banter. Stay off the weed. And England win on penalties. History in itself. You know, I think it's a great city. I think they got the best organization in the NBA. But they do have some big old wins. I'm here with the winner, Derek Lewis. Derek, why don't you take your pants off? Balls are fun. I understand. Call the ticket quickly, Reggie! Yeah! Yes, good match. No money's in the fucking reserves. Listen, I ain't gonna forget about this by the time we get the Hello and welcome to episode 191 of this footballing pod. I'm Luke Byron, joined as always by Tom Kennett and Jack Harper, and we got Luke Jenkins joining us for the first week today. No Alex, not too sure what he's up to, so leave that to your imagination. We've got kind of a transfer special this week. We've been through a couple of other teams. I know Sean and Alex were referencing that maybe we should do one for Spurs, but I mean... For one, we, re- we referenced Jonathan Woodgate before, and Alex wasn't too sure who he was, so I'm not sure how far back we'd need to go for Spurs. And us talking about some of their transfers from like 2009 isn't quite the same as talking about Chelsea blowing 30 million on uh, Shevchenko or something like that. Spurs wasting 2 million on a right back doesn't quite have the same <laughs> impact. Not as glossy. No, but I mean, I'll say now that we'll endeavour to not spend a whole episode on, say, Arsenal, United and Chelsea, which is usual for transfer business and just calamities in general. So we have at least something for everyone. We'll go to them in alphabetical order. So blame Bournemouth for the fact that Arsenal are going to be first. <laughs> News of the week then. I've been pleased with some of these. So first up, cute sea lion pup Roland frolics with mum at zoo. A nice way Ninja to start rolling. things off. Yeah. Takes Wait. a bit of a turn. Um, Beetle can escape through Frog's anus after being eaten. <laughs> I like that you softened us up with the first one. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Speedy, porcupine, Speedy Porcupine gives burly Russians the runaround. <laughs> I mean, that's quite a dangerous thing to be speedy. <laughs> like, of all things, you don't want to be speedy. It's just the ball of spikes coming at you. More worried about the burly Russians. Hey, burly Russians can handle anything, can't they? So. How many? Yeah, how many burly Russians will it take to take down a porcupine? And what do, why do, <laughs> what do they want with the porcupine? <laughs> <laughs> um, woman sells record-breaking nails that she's grown for six years. Stuff like that freaks me out. What yeah. do you do that? I've no <laughs> idea. I've uh, seen them as well. They're all curled up. Oh. Yeah, I've seen that one oh. myself. Oh, it's not that Indian bloke, is it? This was a woman, but I have seen that Indian oh, bloke. Yeah, back yeah. in the age when, uh, well, I mean, we're all the same age, aren't we? So, I mean, around the time where you get like Guinness World Records or the like 
Ripley's Believe It or Not That's for it, Christmas, yeah. so the little stocking thing. You'd have that <laughs> bloke with his nails yeah. coming off the page. There you go. We've got our uh, in-play news, as always. David Silver's tested positive for Corona on the days being presented as a Real Sociedad player. There really? we go. Um, women trapped in a lift drink each other's urine for four days. Ha <laughs> ha. Six survivors. Constant reciting. Bad girls would be happy. After the first couple of days, they're definitely looking at someone in there thinking theirs is nicer than the others. We've really good friends now when we have see each other again. <laughs> yeah. You see, they haven't had a drink in that time, so that's going to be so diluted by the fourth day. I want to know who's the person that broaches that subject at first. Yeah. There's definitely going to be someone who's outspoken. But we're all thinking it. We're going to have to do it. He wants to have mine. And why would you, would you not just drink your own? Why would you drink someone else's? After four days, Jay, you're not going to mix it up a bit. Yeah, new, new taste for the palate. If I have a burger for four days, I might be thinking, as much as I like burgers, I might want something different. <laughs> the same piss for four days. You're going to be thinking, definitely, you want to mix it up a bit. One woman just cracks an hour in and be like, right, we're going to have to drink each other's piss. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm really thirsty right now. Yeah. <laughs> we might be out of here in a sec. No, it's serious. <laughs> it's a lot less glamorous than that McDonald's advert. Someone chucking you some chicken selects through. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> Chinese folding man leaves hospital standing up. Folding man. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favourite of the week. <laughs> uh, actress says flawless skin is due to not washing her face for 10 years. Oh, oh no. She stinks, but she's which not act- got a single which, blemish. Which actress is this? I'm assuming not one of the big ones. Yeah. Although, some of the, what's her name, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow has had some headlines this year, so maybe it's the <laughs> That candle. <laughs> One year sentence for Hitler fan with swastikas covering home. Blimey. Is that all? World Cup comes out and everyone's else got their England flags and they've got some swastikas hanging out their front window. <laughs> <laughs> Face mask presents. Face mask prevents store from IDing man who stole a three foot forty pound dildo in broad daylight. <laughs> I mean, of all things to steal. I was I was thinking that it's not even just getting it out of the shop. You don't have to get that home. Yeah, if you're like riding the bus with that. <laughs> but if you see someone with that, that's probably the last person you're gonna ask the question to. Yeah, that's true. Where, and where on this day. And I play GTA, that could be a murder weapon. You just get the <laughs> away from it. So, pal, what's with the uh, giant dildo then? Uh, two guys from Toronto just started a men's bathing suit company called Brokinis. Fuck's sake. God. Just trying to think what that would look like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying Try, not to. <laughs> yeah. Try my hardest to visualise it, but not visualise it at the same Too time. Too much, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Naked man uses a car wash to take a shower in Australia. Saw this. This guy's just clever. Mm. It must not be as dangerous as in what is it, like Final Destination Five, <laughs> where the woman nearly dies in that car. <laughs> I do think, like, you look at the ones that we've got over here, and just be absolutely, it'd be like Ballyhoo. For those who remember Ballyhoo from when you were yeah. a kid, with those rollers, or cattle country going through those rollers. <laughs> They should get them at schools for the stinky kids at school, send them through there so everyone else can be spared. There's always a stinky kid as well. And you look back and you think, he's taken the piss so bad. But now you look back and you think he's just neglectful parents. Yeah. Probably not even the kid's fault. 
If you saw a group of kids getting rounded up to go and take a shower, you'd probably think they're not coming back. <laughs> Start <laughs> early. Thinking he's taking over our schooler. In Germany, they're just like, yeah, no, we're not falling for this one again. Yeah, we can't do this one again. Yeah. Um, US town rejects solar farm amid worries it would suck up all the energy from the sun. <laughs> oh my god, it's like Captain Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> And finally, a three-year-old girl is safe after being lofted by a kite in Taiwan. I seen that. Yeah, I saw that as well. Days. It I actually looks kind of fun. Yeah, I know. I said that. Like, I <laughs> if it was one of us, it would have to be like the really strongest to win. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. when she got down, she must be like again. I've always yeah, it's cool. when I watch Project X that you usually find I don't. I'm not particularly big dog lover, but I would still think I need to do something if I see a dog being carried off by balloons. In Project X, there's thousands of people in that house and they're all just buzzing to see a dog being carried away <laughs> <laughs> until the owner grabs it down. I, I know there's party, there's party animals and whatnot, but surely just common sense prevails in that point. Like, come on, that is the party animal. Down. Yeah, <laughs> the mascot. There we go, that is... Uh... News of the week, a very uh, animal-centred week, but we've got it all there. So if we go on to the transfer news as we have it, so maybe we'll have some stories break as it goes through. Starting with Arsenal, I've got the notifications on for you know them Twitter accounts that kind of share every bit of news that pops up. I don't know how they do it, but mm. there was one that popped on my phone saying uh, Arsenal uh, days away from completing the signing of um, Ben Rama from. Brentford after they agree a 25 million fee and it was from a paper in Algeria and this guy said no clue how uh, reliable they are and someone from Algeria in the comments replied saying this is the least reliable paper that you'll ever find. They ran a story a few months back about Neymar switching his his nationality to play for Algeria (laughs) because he had a bit of DNA in him so I don't think that (laughs) one's happening. Be a weird, what's cool as it would be, it'd be a strange one for Arsenal. He's a decent old so, player. Yeah. So, first place to start, Community Shield we had this weekend was going to be commiserations for me or TK, Luke's an Arsenal fan as well, so doubling up this week. Probably meant more to us than it would have for Liverpool coming off a Premier League win, but yeah. silver, silverware, silverware. First things first. How serious do you think the community shield should be taken? Because in other in other countries, to start the season, they call it like a super cup or something like that, yeah. and it adds a bit more glamour to it. Charity yeah. shield isn't doing much for it. I, it changes every year. It depends what team like is in it. It's just the same topic, different opinions. Uh, like if you're in it, it's it's something. To, I just it was a good day in my yeah. in all honesty. So if you win it. It's a trophy. If you if yeah. you lose, it's a friendly. So I've just seen I come, I've seen a Spurs fan on Twitter say something like, "Oh, like treating it like they won win the Champions League or something." It could never be my club. I said, well, it couldn't because you'd have to win either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Either. yeah. <laughs> really, so, could not be your. Club. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you look at the Super Cup in Europe? And all that's always considered a trophy. Yeah. And yeah, I'm not not on about like the Super Cup. They're like. So they call it like the French Super Cup kind of thing where they have their league against the Cup. No, no, I get that. But it's a case of you would still class it. I would class the Super Cup as a trophy. So in that respect, if you 
run the parallels to us, you'd have to consider it a trophy. Like, you are beating either the best cup team or the best league team yes. in the country. Um, you have to. But then, while I agree with that, if at the end of the season you've won something else, I'm not having, you've got a double or a treble you, or whatever. Yeah, I'm no, not, I'm not counting myself. And that's from, you know, bearing in mind we won the, what, the Super Cup and the Club World Cup last year. Mm. I'm mm. not, I'm not counting either of these going, oh, we've had a treble winning season. Hey, Liverpool tries sneaking a double past us for the Champions League from the year before because the final hasn't been done yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Full marks for doing that because you're never going to get the chance to do it again. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I, it's a weird one. It's one of those where when you look in the minutiae of the season and you look back, I'll say we won next match overs, but we won, yeah, we won the league last year. We didn't win those other two there. You'd rather win them than not win them if you're there. But yeah. When United won the Europa, Jose made them all put three yeah, fingers up to that. the camera for the treble that they won. Yeah, that's what I mean. Stuff like that is a bit... Uh, not, well, theirs not was sure Europa Community Shield League Cup. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. That, that is like the charity treble. What I don't like is just like... I think I spoke to you, Jack, before about it. It's just how like nothing's good enough anymore. Nothing's like worth anything apart from the Premier League or the Champions League. Yeah. So, like, even like the League Cup or something like that. Like, Oh, just, just, it's silverware, it's so like diluted down now, so what's the point in being in it? It's yeah. mainly just people from outside the club laughing. Yeah. Because it's generally someone from a fan of a club who hasn't won anything saying, oh, what you said, I've written that for. Well, yeah. You'd be, you know, you'd be running around town if you won it, mm. so. Mm. On the preview for next week's um, Spurs All or Nothing, and this isn't giving any like, major plot holes away, but this is the week that. They have an FA Cup game, and Jose is saying to the camera, "Like the FA Cup is massive. This this is huge." And obviously, it doesn't end well for them. But you can see, at least for some managers, it is get your hands on some silverware. Yeah, yeah. I, the I, FA I don't Cup. Some white Spurs don't do that. Just go win the League Cup or something. It is yeah. mental that they don't. It all fell to what they tried. You're City now. City kind of ruin it for everyone with their squad depth, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember the the year Arsenal lost to Chelsea in the League Cup final, the year Terry got knocked out, so there was some consolation. But <laughs> our, our team that, that year, I'm pretty sure that was the year that we had the six against Liverpool at Anfield, where you had Julian Baptista, you had um, Phil yeah. Walcott in his early days, you had Jeremy Aliadier up top. So I like it when you get to see the youngsters there. Mm. They just don't quite get there anymore. <laughs> In defensively, they do add some validity to these competitions by taking them so seriously. Yeah. If if they did the same thing as Liverpool, for example, the yeah. cups would be undermined hugely. So it's good until you draw them. Hey, you beat them. So yeah. There you go. Adds more uh, again, more validity to your win. Well, I'd, I'd spent the last season on here saying how awful it is that Klopp doesn't respect the cups, and when I saw Liverpool's lineup on. Uh, Saturday and thought, for Christ's sake, yeah. why are you respecting the community too? <laughs> yeah. You can see it means something to the players, at least. Like, I know Mane didn't want to watch the penalties, although he might just be that kind of bloke. At the end of the day, it's a football match, pleased. isn't it? You want to win yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. If you're there, you may as well yeah. win it, haven't you? So, uh, <laughs> I know Klopp's spoken before about how he's considered quite a big deal in Germany for their one. So. Yeah. I hate when people say, oh yeah, they didn't mean nothing to them. They're footballers, you want to win the match. Yeah. No one goes out there not to like bother. No, exactly. And so Aubameyang got the first goal. I mean, Arsenal have scored Fast. eight goals in their last four games and he's scored seven of them. <laughs> so 
he is obviously important. I don't think any Arsenal fans are in it or any uh, illusion about that. I know mm. other fans are saying that. And I was going to ask you, TK, and you, Jack, and we were speaking about some other players in previous years with City and other ones where you turn up on that day and if you're playing against Drogba, you're playing against Torres, and it does put fear in you. Mm. Does Aubameyang do that, or is it just kind of, if someone's going to score, it's going to be him? But Yeah, it's funny because that's exactly right. When we played you last season and in the previous seasons, I've never feared Aubameyang. I've never thought, fuck. But it's one of those where, like you said, if they're going to score, it's more than likely going to come through him. Um, I wouldn't say he's got that fear factor, but what a player. Someone wrote an article in this season saying that he didn't, doesn't score in big games and he scored in every game against the top six rivals. <laughs> they said that about Thierry. Yeah. No, I, I agree with Jack. I think he's put it pretty right. I think despite the fact that he does score, I don't quite hold that fear factor. Having said that, I actually think, I don't know if this is a bit of a hot take, but I actually just do think in the last, uh, say six months, I think he's actually gone to another level. So I think, I think he's had to, he? yeah, but in potentially, you know, this fear factor we're talking about, he could sort of carry that in the next season. That's true. Yeah, no, well, he did that before a new deal. <laughs> I know it sounds strange to say about someone who's obviously an established player and he's what thirty-one. Yeah, but I feel like he has. He's pretty mental because his injury record is insane for someone that yeah, yeah, yeah. someone does that front flip after every yeah. time they <laughs> score. It gives me a heart attack, but. He's never been out for longer than longer than a couple of weeks, I don't think, in his entire career. It's always yeah, just strange. been like a hamstring or something like that. I'm sure if he signs a big deal now, then we'll have one of them coming. Of course. Sounds like it's within the next couple of days that it's at least pen to paper going to be. Yeah. Sounds like it's all agreed. I know his brother is pally with that troops from Arsenal TV, yeah. so he kind of dropped exclusives on there. And he said, look, I can't say for what, but I'm coming into London on uh, at the start of the week and his brother and his dad are his kind of agents so right. he's not putting out the signals like with Alexis for his uh, final year you could kind of see that he doesn't really want to be it anymore Aubameyang is quite the opposite isn't he yeah so I think as well like if you're Aubameyang where can you go where you're a bigger player do you know what I mean he's starting kind of, again isn't with it? Barca but like that's not too glamorous anymore either. No. No, he's going to have the same problem. He's got Arsenal if he thinks they're a project. He's going to, you know, think you've got X amount of years before they're the, the best team again. Yeah. Well, he's got a whole, whole like, fan base that love him. He's established. He's used to it. It's, if 31, if he goes to another team, he's got to start all that up again, you know? Yeah. He seems to embrace the kind of fan accounts as well. I've never yeah. seen a player embrace, like, an Arsenal player embracing Arsenal fan TVs. Like, yeah. Bellerin went quite the opposite yeah. way and there's still that one bloke that hates him because of him, no matter how well he plays. But he went the opposite way and it can backfire if, if he then leaves because he kind of give people into a false sense of security, but he played it right because he doesn't seem to take offence when he gets criticised. He almost expects mm. it. But it then gets him a whole nother level of fans as well because he seems kind of that yeah. little bit closer. It's a lot but, easier when you're far and away the best player at the team. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, Gabriel, um, I'm not too sure how you pronounce his surname, Magalesh, I would say. So, we, I've turned up every podcast the last two weeks expecting us to be able to talk about his finally being confirmed. 
that hasn't happened. In the end, it was unofficially confirmed by a gardener saying, uh, <laughs> good to see you in your Arsenal shirt uh, if you need your garden done again. <laughs> and get in touch. I'm this close to London Colney and all this. So I'm not sure if it's because he's in quarantine and they're going to wait for him to come out and then do a big elaborate thing. I'd much rather it be like how Chelsea did. Thiago Silva's going to be in quarantine, you'd imagine, but he came in, had his picture taken, got the contract signed and yeah. announcement done probably about 10 minutes later. So, at least Arsenal have addressed the centre-back, which we kind oh, of referenced yeah. last week. It sounds like it was he, he was our first choice target, which is good because we're not scrambling around for cheaper options or whatever, so yeah. get that in the bag. So Arsenal, you would say that was the number one what need. They'll do like with the rest of the centre backs because we've got quite a few now. Well, um, it's rumoured that Socrates has agreed a deal to go to Napoli yeah. at four and a half million. I know he's just had um, a baby, so I don't know how easy it'll be to kind of get him out of the door. Um, Rob Holding's meant to be having a medical at Newcastle in the next yeah. couple of days. I, don't know so we'll I think. They wanted to get rid of the likes of Mustafi and yeah. Chambers and that, and they both got them injuries right before the end yeah. of the season, so nobody's going to pick him up, basically. Mustafi's got a year left, I've got a horrible feeling we'll give him a new deal on the oh, hope no. that we can sell him on afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. I wouldn't mind selling Chambers. No, nor, nor would I. He's just not going to his potential, really. I'm, he's not going to be back till next year, so yeah. that'll be why. <clears throat> But centre-back would have been what you would expect Arsenal to have as the yeah. top item on their shopping list. You've got Saliba coming in as well, yeah. who 10 minutes into his debut, Messi handed in a transfer request. So, <laughs> <laughs> As for what else Arsenal need, midfielders seems to be the big one. You've got Torreira, Gwenduzi, Elneny, who the club are quite openly looking to sell. Yeah. leaving only Xhaka Willock and Emil Smith-Rowe in the middle and he's more of a number 10. Yeah. So Arsenal need midfielders desperately. A strong, big six-foot-two midfielder. I don't know how tall that party is, but... Yeah, he's the number one target, yeah. it seems. It's just gone for so long. <laughs> My only thinking for that is because there's no real haggling with his fee, yeah. The Arsenal are saving it till last, but you'd rather have him for the start of the season, you'd think. Yeah, definitely. It, well, it's break the trend, really, because Arsenal's the longest club to get anything over the line. Yeah. Uh, it seems like they do one at a time rather than a football manager. I can get pre signed yeah. on deadline day, no problem. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Willock, I, I think alone would benefit him. But definitely. That's not going to work because. Uh, of the midfielders we have. I do rate yeah. him a lot higher than what I see with some others online who want mm. him sold instantly. Xhaka, it was encouraging that he had a good game even alongside Elneny because I said to TK because we watched the game together that it's all well and good having a good game alongside Ceballos who complements you quite well but if you can carry on doing it with someone else. Yeah. I think the Gwenduzi fallout was too public because now every other team's saying, well, why would I pay you 30, yeah. 40 million for him when you're desperate to get rid of him? That's a cheap problem. So, midfielders are the key thing there. Some other issues Arsenal have, Leno or Martinez, it does seem it's going to be one or the other. Who would the three of you have as your number one if you could only It's a good problem to have, them? to be fair. 
it is. But it seems like neither are going to settle for being second place. Yeah. Well, you're saying one of them is going to go. It looks like the the, the rumor is that someone's offered for trying Martinez, to get Mart- Martinez was bid for by Leeds and um, Aston Villa. Oh, right. Apparently, we're looking to keep hold of him and have the two, but he's making it clear that he doesn't really want to be a number two. The rumour is that they're going to get rid of one of them and that David Rea from Brentford is going to come in and be the number two. But if, if you could just have one of them, if you take like, just who you think is the better player, who would you have as your number oh, one? Leno. What about you, GK and Jack? I'll go with <laughs> Leno, but I do think Martinez is unfortunate. In, in a perfect way, I think he'd hold onto the shirt until sort of he loses it if you follow me, but yeah. If, yeah. If, if you're going to say I have to pick one tomorrow and where everyone's going, I'll pick Leno. Yeah, yeah, I probably have to agree with that. I mean, Martinez is a great keeper and he's done really well since he came in. Um, but I think if you go and spend the money Arsenal did, I know it wasn't Kepper amounts, but it's still a decent <laughs> amount of money. If you go and spend that on a keeper, you know who your number one is, and it's going to be very hey. difficult to change that. Chelsea are after a keeper. We've got one for you. I know, literally, <laughs> I'd, I'd have him, genuinely, I'd have him, but... We'll take Kyle Havertz, but <laughs> we'll, we'll get off with Ross Barkley. Yeah. And Giroud back. And you'll take him? I've recently, the last couple of days, swivelled to the fact that I might take Martinez as my number one, but I think that is very much prisoner of the moment type of thing. Yeah. Seeing him cuddling up with a trophy is in his story yeah. kind of thing. Someone to saved Leno Mane like earlier in the season like, amazing. Yeah. I said a couple of times if you could merge them together the hybrid of them two would be our perfect keeper. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the thing that worries me is Leno's command commandment when he comes out mm. to win, a, oh, to yeah, win yeah. a cross or something in the area whereas Martinez seems very confident with that and he does seem just as good with the ball at his feet so yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't feel too unhappy with either of them as number one. If we had to sell one to fund other areas, then I'd be Come a long way from it. an agent check and Ospina. Yeah. Agent check. <laughs> He's your best ever keeper. I had him down as, don't forget, worst ever signing. <laughs> the best keeper to ever play for Arsenal would have been Pat Chuck. You, you just don't see it. The best ever keeper was Jens Lehmann, my uh, joint favourite ever Arsenal player. Don't think that's true. And uh, big man Chesney. Other ones, you've got Ainsley Maitland-Niles, who um, seemingly was out the door last week. Yeah. Then played, gets man of the match in uh, the Community Shield, and now Arsenal are apparently set to give him a new deal. So yeah. you really don't know which way this is going. I found that weird in the first place that it was even rumoured that he was going to leave. I mean... I know, I, it just fell out of place. I don't, I don't know where it comes from. I think it's him that wanted to leave. I think he was kind of told he wasn't going to be first choice. You see it at some clubs, don't you, where players sign on the basis that they are told, like, you're going to be my first choice here, here, there. Yeah. And it looks like Arteta isn't willing to do that. So he's mainly a, like a midfielder, isn't he? It's just weird because yeah. you've only ever seen him on the wing or right back. He he played where there was a Europa League game I went to this season 
And it was one where I think Emery chucked him in midfield and kind of said, right then, you're so good in midfield, go and show it. And he had an absolute stinker of a first half and was subbed off. I think he is a lot better at fullback. And he seems to say himself that he's more than happy to play there. I liked his interview yeah. after saying, look, I'll ask my player until I'm told otherwise. I was going to say, if you were going off that interview, you'd think he was the one being bitten. Not the other he picked up a new agent, and this new agent he has seems to talk a lot. <laughs> and he's the one who's leaking stuff to the Athletic, to David Ornstein. And um, he also had it where he put on his Instagram story last week after he just signed with him that meme of all the players that are signed for Arsenal and left Arsenal and won the Champions League. So, what are you <laughs> playing out here? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was chatting with a Wolves fan in the DMs uh, this weekend after the game, just chatting, saying, look, Arsenal are pricing them out, they know what they're doing. So I don't <laughs> know what is up with this agent. It's like colossal sports management or something. But it seems like a maniac of a bloke. Yeah. I think he's better than Larian, I know. Some other fans do kind of cling on to the Bellerin thing, but if we're at a five, then I think it's no doubt Maitland-Niles is there. I do think yeah. he's better than a four as well, but that doesn't seem to be Arteta's view. I don't know who's going out to bat for Bellerin, by the way. Jesus. Uh, yes. it, it baffles me. The people say he's come back for an injury. It's like, come on, he hasn't just come back for an injury anymore. He came back yeah. last year. That's like those women who give birth and say they're just fat because they were pregnant. Like, you gave birth two years ago. What are you talking about? That's not what you mean you haven't shifted the weight. Holding, as we said, Kalasanach is supposedly set to go back to Schalke. Yeah, he wants to go back home, doesn't he? Yeah, he's saying he'll only sign, though, if they'll give him the captain's armband. Yeah. So, <laughs> we, we've worked uh, up some of these players beyond belief. Yeah. <laughs> Should... Should Lacazette be sold and is Eddie a good enough backup? No, I don't reckon he's good enough to be a backup, to be fair. Oh, I don't either, to for be a, honest. For a, but, uh, for a team like Arsenal, I, I love like having youth and all that, but you can only have superstars like that young to be like your second striker. I think like, he's too little, which is why Chelsea yeah, let him go in the first place. He's done he's better, better than what as they a sub. <laughs> when he yeah. was at Leeds and that, and he used to come off the bench and he used to score, just leave him as a sub. So what Giroud used to do. And then we've he put him in the start that, and he doesn't score. It's not that Balogun that is apparently trying yeah. to leave. I wouldn't mind giving him a go. Or that um, Tyrese John Jules, unless he's going to be loaned out again. But I imagine mm. Liverpool will have the same issue with Brewster this year as to whether they keep him or whether they shift yeah. him out and try and uh, get some game time there. I do think Lacazette will be sold. Uh, he was, wasn't even in the squad this weekend. Sort of warm to it, to be fair. Uh, let's go sniffing around. And this, you're not going to get any more money from him in the next couple of years. So if mm. we can replace him, then sure, take it. But if we're not going to, then it's a rash call if you get rid, especially as Martin yeah. is not back to next year. It's just all about the replacement, really. Yeah. And um, just before we move on, what do you think of uh, William? Good or bad signing? Um, well, I talk about it a lot. It's free at the end of the day. I, I, I'll take it experience. Yeah, yeah, it's a good signing. Ah, we've got Aston Villa up next, and they've got a couple of transfer sagas of their own. So Jack Grealish called up to the England squad today. It feels a lot like the Zaha shenanigans that went on last summer, where they set the price so high 
Yeah. And then it comes to this year, and they're almost stuck with what to do because he doesn't really want to be there, and they don't want to accept any less money. Do you guys rate him? I do. How highly? Really highly. I think he brings something to that England team that isn't in there, apart from maybe Foden. Um, Mm. It's just like what we struggle with. Yeah. Haircut and and low socks. That's what he brings to the team. (laughs) That infuriates Um, me, that does. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, yeah, it's one of those where you need one of those players in your team. It's surprised me it's taken so long to get cooler. I rate him, but like Aston Villa only just scraped away. It's like one of he's the best of a bad bunch. I reckon he'd mm. do well at a mid-table team, but not, you know, like remember when Zaha went to Man United? It was he was too out of his depth. Mm. That is that is true, but I imagine with the playmaker that Jack Grealish is, he would benefit from yeah. having better strikers in front of him. Having he's similar to Hazard though, he just goes down literally a bit of air to go past him. See, I, I've seen this as well, and you're right. And it's a case of if he'd stay, if he stayed on his feet, which a lot of the yeah. time he can, he'd be so much more effective. It's, it's the argument, though. Like a lot, but I tell people this, and it's like, oh yeah, that's what you have to do with football nowadays, and that annoys me because being like, you know, everyone loves football, and I just hate that you need to go down. I don't think it's too true, to be honest. I think if you are generally fouled nowadays, um, you do get it. Yeah. Yes, with Villa, you kind of need the set pieces, don't you? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and I was about to say as well, usually he's up there on his own after they've been defending their own box. So mm. it's a case of everyone has a breather and moves him up the pitch. So I guess that's why he goes down so much. Yeah. You can... You think... Sorry, mate, go ahead. Okay. So do you think any team will pick him up or do you think he's set to stay at Villa? I mean, how old is he? He's 24. Is he 24? Yeah, similar like that, yeah. I mean, another year wouldn't hurt. I mean, he's like Villa through and through, I think. That's yeah, it. I don't think he's exactly yeah. the same as Zaha, where I think Zaha clearly wants to go. I think Grealish, yeah, yeah, if yeah. a big club comes in, he'll have his head turned, but I don't think he's, you know, spoiling for a move. No, I, I, think I, I meant as in, thing. like, where I think he moved too early. Like, the hype got, got so big because he was the best of a team that wasn't up to his talent. And then he went to the higher team, and then he was the, you know, the little fish in the bigger pond, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think that what I was saying with the Zaha thing is that. If, if he doesn't have a big season, then you probably are half in his price tag. So they're yeah. Yeah. For apparently about eighty million, and Zahar had that last year, and now they're willing to accept thirty million. Roy Hodgson's off rocker. Whatever bad words said about Roy. <laughs> I, I think Grealish's biggest problem will be that I don't think he's an obvious fit for most teams. If you look, yeah. at, I, think, I don't doubt he's good enough, but if, he's not going to go into a front three for most top teams. Mm. And then if you put him in. You know, back in midfield, you're definitely going to have to be part of a free, and he's going to have to have that license to be sort of your playmaker. And a lot of teams have already got that. So yeah, what yeah? Because what team would have him? I mean, because he's either a left winger or like a Kameni, and all the top teams have got their roles positions sorted. Also, what he deems a big enough move to leave Villa, like he might not leave, say Everton yeah. come in for him. No, I don't think he would. No, I think he's like tailor made for Spurs. I think. Right now, Everton's oh, yeah. got I've their said heights uh, on someone else, aren't they? Ames yeah, James Rodriguez. Because we got, crazy. we had, yeah, on um, twenty seventeen, we had this like called Cam that did the podcast, and he came on and said uh, that he he thinks James Rodriguez could end up at Real Madrid, and we all laughed him at the place. So I went back and yeah. found the clip, and obviously now it looks like it is going to come off. Uh, Evan, you mean? Yeah. 
Isn't it mad? He's twenty. Yeah. He's, he's like twenty nine now. It feels like yeah. not that long ago when he scored that like power for Colombia. Yeah, he's been ships here, there, everywhere. I guess we will get mm. to the last couple of bits for Villa. So Grealish, we think he he's going to stay. Um, mm. I guess they'll benefit from having hopefully McGinn fit for the season. Yeah, so definitely. they might say like a new signing. Managers <laughs> earned himself another season, it seems, because it looked like he was going to be sacked and was lucky to survive the season. Mm. They're also linked with Ben Rama and Ollie Watkins for a combined fifty million. Fifty. I guess for the two of them, that's not too bad when you think about the prices you pay these days. Yeah, I know, but championship players. Do, at the, at yeah. this, we don't, we don't know that they can do it in the prep. Villa need to prove. I do really like the look of Ollie Watkins, just from what I've seen of him. I think the second the first bid goes in for him. Is gonna blow up. Maybe. I think you'll have the likes of. Well, we're gonna come out on some other, on some other teams that are desperate for a striker. Do you think that spending Villa did last year was terrible? They need to get it right. Yeah. They nearly did a full on. Well, they've also. Do they need a new keeper? Tom Heaton is back from injury. I don't know how highly regarded he is, but Rain has gone to Lazio. That Nyland looked god awful for Sinadin. <laughs> They'd been linked with Martinez, as I said. Sergio Romero is being linked with a move due to the fact that United now Henderson and De Gea, so he's going to be yeah. third choice. Or would you think is, with Tom Heaton? Is Henderson next season staying at Man United? Or is he yeah. not going back out on loan? Well, they've just given him a hundred grand a week contract. Oh, no, I know, I know, but you, you see a lot of. Sign the contract. No, they, they said in his kind of, uh, in when they announced it, Solskjaer said, look, I'm looking forward to working with him for the season. So maybe oh, they're right. banking on De Gea having a shambles. He forced the hand, didn't he? Get. Fair play yeah. to him. Although he does have a mistake in him, I think, as well. So it could be rotating that shirt, him and De Gea, this season. Yeah. They're also been linked with um, Matty Cash from Forest. At right back for ten million pounds. Can't attest to being watching him too much. I just know he was put in the team of the year on FIFA, so he must have been doing some half right. No. <laughs> it looks like they're trying to make smart signings rather than. If you look at some of the players they signed last year, it was this guy's really highly regarded in the Italian second division. Let's bring him in and he's going to yeah. change the game so now they're kind of looking at we've seen enough of them to know what they offer that was downhill didn't it yeah and Ollie Watkins for the I know we said about the level of the championship his at least um, attributes look like what would work in the premiership he's big mm. strong yeah. Yeah. puts himself about which you're going to need for Villa and Ben Rama I guess they just want some more creativity that they were hoping Douglas Louise would bring and he's been in and out the side and probably not delivered as much as they would hope. Apparently yeah. they're going to bid for Edward from Celtic, but I can't see that coming off. I think that you're definitely right in saying that that's where Aston Villa lack. It's what they lack. It's that cutting edge up top. There's been so many games where if they had a decent striker, they would probably be a lot closer to mid-table than they would be where they, where they ended up. It's just that toothlessness in attack that's really yeah. kind of 
been a thorn in their side all season. We've got Brighton next. There isn't really much to report here. So they tied Lewis Dunk down to a new deal. Um, Aaron Moy's just gone off to Shanghai. So that's a move we really? didn't see coming. <laughs> he, the, I've always read it. He's a player. So he, he had a release clause in his contract strictly for Chinese clubs. <laughs> so they haven't disclosed how much it's for. So I'm not sure if that's the... China don't want to admit how much they've just paid for Aaron Moy, or Brighton don't want to admit that they've let him go cheap because of this clause they had in his contract. Mm. That's a big loss for them. Yeah. It's yeah. Important um, for them. They don't have that many good attacking players. He's very good. So for all of these, I looked at kind of the players they signed, if any's close with the rumours. There's like no rumours for who they're trying to bring in Brighton. So it looks like they're taking the cash and hoping that he can survive just about again. Hmm. Ben White's close to sign a new deal as well, so Leeds fans are in the mud there. Hmm. We're going to get on to them because they've been annoying me. Burnley, so they've lost Jeff Hendrick on a free transfer to Newcastle, Joe Hart on a free transfer to Spurs. The biggest business seems to be that they've kept hold of Sean Dyche after he was linked with a move away at the end of the season. They've extended Ben Mee's contract, so it looks like they're happier to keep hold of what they've got than to go looking elsewhere. They know what they are, I guess, don't they? Mm. Yeah, they, they they never like splashing the cash, do they? No. Um, Dwight McNeil is apparently wanted by Wolves, Newcastle and some he's other teams. I know he's player. quite highly rated. Mm. And I guess the big thing is going to be whether they can keep hold of him or not because Deutsch would assume he's not going to have the cash to spend if they sell him anyway. No, it'd be a good pick-up for someone. It looks like a lot of teams are just desperate for a striker and they're not too fussed about. Hmm. They've just got like a massive shortlist. It'd be interesting to be a fly on the wall in Burnley's board meetings like the start of the season when they set out targets. Hmm. It's kind of like, let's just do the same as we did last year. Everyone, everyone in favour of that? Yeah. yeah. Dodge has probably screwed himself by doing well. Which yeah, happens definitely. all the time. Yeah. Definitely. So... They're like Kirby Flew when the... he was at Charlton, aren't they? They just get, get, <laughs> I to, think he's get to the 40 just, points mark, settle. Like, just using the example, uh, it's not broke. Like, don't change yeah. it. Like, it's every season. If we want to Chelsea then, so we'll start with the most recent sign in Thiago Silva in on a free transfer. It's unclear if it's a one or two year deal. It's been reported differently by different places. Some say I've heard it's, it's one, one year with the, with the option. Yeah, the option yeah. saying it's yeah. one if they play an amount of games, then it gets extended. How are you feeling with this one, Jack? I mean, it can't be much worse than what we have. Huh. I mean, we've just watched him have a really, really good Champions League final, although he's unlucky to lose. Yeah. Um, I know he's 35, and the kind of feeling is that in the exposed defences, how exposed Chelsea's defence was last season. Um, you put a 35-year-old in there in his debut Premier League season, he's probably not going to end too well. However, it is Thiago Silva, so yeah. he's been. I, a br- it's sorry, go ahead, but... a bit. I, I think he's a good signing to you, honestly. I would have took him at Arsenal. He's, he's yeah. a leader, and I think that's what you need at the back as well. Yeah, no, we need that experience. We've got yeah. Christian Sun and Zuma at the moment in 
Although you've got Rudiger, who would be the experienced one, he's also yeah. had an absolute stinker for the last few, <laughs> few games. So, uh, like, not been as good as he used to be. No, his consistency is dropping, definitely. Yeah. And I think being continued to play, be played at right back at his age with his legs just mm. is not good for him. I'd be interested to see him at centre back, but. He was centre back when he went Conte, was there, was it? Yeah, they played in yeah. three, so it's kind of a different system. But yeah. back to Thiago Silva, I think, really, it is a good sign-in. And I yeah. hope that it goes well. I can see it there going was, well, but I can see it also not. There was a rumour that um, Frank was going to try and uh, work out, take the armband off as Pilaqueta and give it to Thiago Silva for the season. Ooh, see, I don't, I, 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 I don't know. I don't think... Thiago Silva, for as good as a defender he is, his captaincy has been pulled into question quite a number of times where you look back to the 2014 World Cup in Brazil, obviously that was a horrendous captain captaincy period. Yeah. So I, I think he's there more for the experience of defence and try and lead, for yeah. example, more by more than being your actual natural leader. Yeah, you're questioning the leadership there while Tierney is saying uh, David Luiz is the captain without the armband. Looks like you've let the wrong man really? go. Hmm. <laughs> I guess we'll see, won't we? Another questionable one here then. Ben Chilwell for £50 million. It's a lot of money and I think yeah. when, you, when you're when you English at a team, like Chelsea need a left back. We've saved in other areas getting the players we have for the prices we have. Um, and then you would say, well, we need a left back and we want Ben Chilwell. Let's just go and get him. We've saved money in other areas. I mean, it's a massive price tag, don't get me wrong. And do I think there's better left-backs out there than him? Probably. Um, but it's what Frank wanted. It's his man. Yeah, I was surprised how like, much they wanted him. They just didn't go up, did they? No. I mean, but who else really left-back-wise is better than Chilwell would be available? I mean, 50 million, quite uh, a few. Uh, I mean, Tagliafico. Yeah. Yeah, Guion from Madrid is apparently yeah. up to 25 million. Yeah, see, I would have preferred Reguilón, but then at the same time, I heard Al- there was like uh, rumors of like Al- Alaba as well. Um, again, it, for the age bracket that Frank will be looking for, yeah. Ben Chilwell fits that. I mean, with David Alaba, you are signing a player in its decline, but then we've just signed a thirty-five-year-old centre back, so <laughs> it's hard for me to really use that. I mean, I think for his project and what he's trying to build. I would say Ben Shaw is a good signing for that. Yeah. Time will tell, obviously, but... 200 grand a week as well. Chelsea are. Right. Wage I, bill. I don't... Real money's throwing it around. I mean, is, is that confirmed? Like, where, have you, where have you got that figure from? Cause we can, it's just sources. We can ban that about as much as we want, but mm-hmm. I, I can't it's see sources. him... Yeah, I can't see him being on that amount of money. 200 grand a week. The sources are saying Havertz is 300 grand a week. They don't know what Thiago Silva's on, but expecting it to be between the 100 to 150 mark. Havertz on 200, Werner on 200, Ziyech on less than 100, so he's been shortchanged by his agent. <laughs> less than 100 for Ziyech. Still. I don't, again, I don't think that's true. We'd have to find out, but. Will it surprise you at Chelsea? 
What's that? Would it surprise me, Chelsea? No. Would it surprise you? I have um, tweeted to UEFA and FIFA to um, look into Chelsea's face. See, I'm, I'm <laughs> You're <bit> right. <laughs> there's basically a financial advisor that's broken down FFP and shows how Chelsea's still coming in under FFP for the last two seasons. Frank's going to DM me saying snitches get stitches. <laughs> <laughs> Ziyech for 36 million is going to go one of two ways, I guess. It's either going to look like a stroke of genius or be one of them where they're saying, well, this is maybe why we do sooner. Do you think, how much do you think is due to that goal he scored against Kepa? Well, we'll bounce off the post him in the face and win it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, no, I, I think he brings something. You can systematically see what Chelsea have done this season where we've not had enough left footers in the team. I saw a stat the last wide attacking um, left-footed player we had in our team was Mo Salah. Um, <laughs> so, this is what I mean, we, this is what we've been lacking. We're a very one-dimensional team where if we have Aspilicueta playing at left-back for some games and no left-footers in the team, it completely closes the picture. Whereas, the goal that he scored against um, Brighton and that friendly we had the other day, well, not Ziyech, but what he brings to the team is opening up play like in the way he did with that yeah. crossfield ball with his left foot, curling away from the defence. So that's what we've needed. We've we've added a lot of left footers, hopefully Kai Havertz coming in as well. So I think I can see what Frank's trying to do. I rate him. I he remind I like his uh like guile and the way he shifts his body right. It's like uh, reminds me of Di Maria. He's mm. like body things like quality. Yeah, and I think in the Premier League, he's going to have to have that because yeah. as, as much as he, he's not your paciest winger that you'll find no. out in the Premier League, but the way he uses the ball and the way he uses yeah, his body he kind of makes up yeah. for that pace, lots, a lack of pace, sorry. Um, we've, we've seen it with Dutch players before when they've come into the league that they aren't automatically um, he, for the physicality of it. So he's yeah. come from... Um, Ajax, aren't they? Yeah, he came from Ajax. I went from the Dutch league. Oh, um, right. yeah, okay. when they when they come in, then they've struggled a bit with how much they can get pushed about. But he doesn't look yeah. particularly slight to me. He looks like the kind of standard build for a winger. So mm. yeah, I think he's got the brain to release the ball before they even get a chance to. To be fair, yeah, that type of player. I think you're right. And again, I know it's only one game and it is Brighton, but. No, when he was in Champions League, I've seen enough to know he was a, he was a player. Yeah, yeah, and I think again, him being left-footed and yeah. for that price tag to get, like you're happy these days as a Chelsea fan if you get anyone under fifty million. Anyone <laughs> yeah. under fifty million, you feel that's a steal. If we go on to uh, Milan Saar, then so very much the opposite of a lot of the other signings we've brought in. Free transfer wages, you'd imagine, are going to be quite small. Um, it's a surprise that he's ended up at Chelsea, not because it's Chelsea, just that so many teams were rumoured to be in for him that you would think he would go to somewhere where he was going to be offered the first team, but maybe the offers didn't come in. I don't know if Lampard sold him a dream here or he's going straight back out on loan is by the sounds of it, but it does seem like he is one for the future. Yeah, I think I'd probably agree with that. I'm pretty pleased. It's pretty risk-free when you're signing a player that young. Yeah who is that coveted by all the other major teams around Europe, that if you definitely, if you get him on the free, you're going to be making money on him at some stage, if you do sell him. And if you don't, then you've cramped yourself a bargain. 
from the games that I've seen him play, kind of versatility, he can play at left centre back, left back, and I think that's what the holy grail is, isn't it? The purists want a left footed left centre back. Mm-hmm. Um, as it opens up the game so much more and just changes the way you can play out from the back. Um, like Nathan Aki, for example, if he wasn't left footed, I don't think he'd be at Man City. Um, he's, he's probably a, what you'd call an average right footed centre back if he's right footed, but that left footedness just brings something else to it, which I think mm. Saar obviously has. So. Well, then you've got another complete opposite to that. It looks like uh, Kai Havertz is going to come in for £100 million. Um, they're just kind of dotting the I's crossing the T's and then that one's going to be uh, unveiled. You think Chelsea are going to go big on the announcement, which might set it back a couple of days. Um, got to be happy to get this one over the line because I don't really see how this signing can go wrong. No. I mean, he is just amazing. No, the, the games that I've seen him play... And for a highlight reel on YouTube, there's, there's just tons of what he does in the midfield, that driving force. And that's exactly, again, what we don't have. It's what we hoped Ross Barkley would turn out to be. <laughs> and it just isn't. It just hasn't happened. And I don't think it ever will. Whereas Kai Havertz, the fact that he can use both his feet to such a high standard really, again, opens up space within the pitch because he's not limited to a one direction that he can dribble in. So... The amount of goals he picks up from midfield as well. Like we've obviously thought, right, hang on a minute, we need goals from midfield because if our strikers don't score, we don't really score as a team. Mm. Um, adding goals from midfield and wide areas is absolutely key. And I think obviously his link up play with Timo Werner as well will be great. Then I, I believe they're quite close as well. Um, obviously gone through the youth set up in Germany. So I, you're right. I don't think it can go wrong, even for that money you're going to get a player in there somewhere it reminds me of a Chelsea star signing just like Hazard just you know special player with a cool name Mm. yeah yeah exactly that you mentioned Timo Werner there that's obviously one that was tied up a bit earlier in the year but £50 million are you expecting him to be playing through the middle or are you expecting him to be playing out wide on the left no I definitely expect him to be playing through the middle um, even with Pulisic injured to start the season, do you think? Yeah, I'd still say so. I mean, he he can obviously play on in the wide positions. He's got absolute wheels, but he's such a good, cool finisher that I think you'll probably see have some Adoy play out on the left more than you'd see Werner play out on the left. Crikey! Yeah, I that. Um, I'm a big Hudson Adoy fan, as everyone knows. <laughs> I think the more games he gets, the better he'll get. And I think Timo Werner is just so sharp in front of goal that you'd be silly if you did limit his opportunity within the area. Yeah. I think playing off the back of players, his following in, his just all-rounds footballing brain is just brilliant. So I think, I think we took the chance to slug off Hudson Odoi last week where you weren't here, actually. <laughs> Glad I wasn't here to hear that. In terms of outgoings, so Chelsea are definitely trying to get some people out the door. Bakayoko set to sign for AC. Another loan with an option. Um, the option is just a nice way of saying, you know, there is a chance we'll sign him, but they're going to pay 30 million for it at the end of that, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, Emerson is one Chelsea wants to get rid of, but 
other clubs say they've put a thirty million pound valuation on him. So that Christ. might be why. That's a lot no of money. For yeah, yeah. As of yes. yeah. Um, hey, Spurs are apparently asking for the same for Aurier, so there must be something in the yeah. water down there, in London. Um, are you expecting a new keeper, or do you think Frank's going to say, "Look, we'll we'll see what the added defensive options can do," and hope Kepa can turn it around? The problem we've got with Kepa is the fact that I completely this completely went past me. I found out again for the second time the other day that he's on a seven-year contract. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah he signed a seven-year contract when he came to us on 170 grand a week. So I don't think he's going to be going. You said 200 soon. for Chilwell was didn't sound like it didn't sound right. <laughs> don't forget, at the time we thought this was a brilliant goalkeeper, and for the first he's season, a brilliant left back. For the first season. He was kind of right. He would I'm play still well. not having that. You keep he'd saying play, it. He'd play well. And he'd make the odd error, whereas this season has just been absolutely insane with how bad he's been. I, yeah. Like, you know when we were talking earlier about do you fear players? Uh, no, I fear my own keeper. Because I fear <laughs> any shot from the opposition at all. I look at Fritz the what? net. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. The 2-2 win that we had. Yeah, exactly that. It's shots like that where you just expect those to be saved. Like, as a top-class keeper, he's... Yeah, he is too small, I'd say, for commanding his area. But it's a shot stopping. Like, that's what he needs to be good at. And everything that's on target usually goes in. If, If we go on to Palace, so we mentioned Zahar. Do we think Zaha will leave? Do we think anyone will put up the cash for him? Because when Roy's come out and made it pretty clear that he said he doesn't want to be there anymore, he's doing all he can to get to Arsenal, but it doesn't look like we're too interested. No. I think he shot himself in the foot last season by having such yeah. a poor season. His stats did not add up in a day and age where stats for an attacking player is basically all of it. All of it. Um... He just drops an absolute howler of a season, really. I do think if have him, Lacazette though. goes, that might be the first place we'll look. I, I think know. that would be a great replacement as well. And I think you would be great at Arsenal. I think for the way that you play, yeah. and to have the chance to put Bamiyang through the middle, and then Zaha left, Pepe on the right. So that's a decent front three. That's pace. They, I would they screwed them. themselves with these selling fees where... They're gonna owe like, what is it, like 30, 40% of whatever sale goes to United. And they've just signed, I still don't know how to pronounce it, Eze or Ease or however you pronounce it. Yeah. And they've put 20% sell on on there, so they screwed themselves because then they asked for an extra bit of of money to make up for it and nobody then wants to pay it. So Mm. I don't, it looks like Zahar, I think. The club might get desperate to get some cash in for him towards the end of the window, and he might get desperate to leave. So he might end up somewhere that isn't that much of a step up from uh, Palace. But, but did that Everton like have a big bid in for him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I don't think he was too keen to go there, but I think that was because he kind of got all into the Arsenal move yeah. before we'd signed Pepe. So. I think he uh, yes. he handed a transfer request to go there, though, which I thought kind of undermined his point last year because he said he wanted to go to a yeah. big club or a Champions League club. 
Everton are neither of those things. It's like a sideways move, yeah. Carlo might uh, have him charmed this year. Yeah, could sell the project, I guess. They also signed Nathan Ferguson on a free. I know uh, Billich wasn't happy about him coming um, from West Brom in the way that it went. But that's at least a defensive option to have for them to have this year. Maybe you'll see less of Sacco in the lineup. They've still, uh, got, they've still got like, Scott Dan and stuff, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, for <laughs> Palace, it, it seems like they're signing to stay where they are rather than yeah. to really make any real movements. Everton, probably the opposite of that. So they really are trying to go for it. It's just not mm. quite worth it at the moment. Um, Allen um, is close Surprised to signing that, from man. Napoli. 25 million. He is 29 now. Yeah. So that might explain it. Carlo wanted he's working in Napoli. And Napoli are probably thinking we'll get some money for all we can. They're also hoping to sign Depore, which I think would be a good signing. Yeah. But it remains to be seen what Fords are going to ask for. And then James Rodriguez, the big one, he's who they really are trying to get in. And it just remains to be seen whether they can get it over the line. But everything does look to be going in that direction. And it may just be that Madrid pays some of his wages for a year because I think he's a free agent at the end of the year. I think he's such a good player that has always been... His main failing has always been his lack of pace. I think that's got big flop potential. Yeah. It'd be cool to see him there, but I think he went to Bayern and it didn't work there. He's been in Madrid, it didn't work there. It's like, I know they're very different to Everton, but at least with Coutinho, we've seen him being brought on and he's showing what he can do when he comes on there. It seems like very quickly into his spells, they've gone right. We don't fancy this at all. Mm. Mm. The problem he's got is that he's too slow to play as a wide player in a front three. And he's not quick enough to burst through midfield either. So it pushes him further backwards. So he can't, isn't great at defending. So there isn't really a place for him in these quick wide playing systems where, whereas Carlo Ancelotti plays a 4 4 2 at Everton, I do feel that it may benefit him in some way being able to play a 4 4 2. The way it's a ball, how soon do Chelsea play Everton in the season? <laughs> uh, I don't know, and I don't... Because they'll be pinging some shots at Kepa, like, it'll be one yeah. of them, every time they get the ball, they'll be pinging the shot. <laughs> That's the problem with having keeper like Kepa as well, is that kind of fuck it, it's Kepa kind of mentality, we'll just, <laughs> might, as, <laughs> might as well have a go. Um, on to Fulham, who Chelsea are probably sure going to... Make they've got another massive derby for next next season, but <laughs> they're doing some interesting business. Um, they've signed Nancy Knockart from Brighton for ten million. Interesting. They signed Harrison Reed from Southampton for eight million. They signed Lamina on loan from Southampton for two million. And do you know Jean Michael Seri is still there from when they were last in the Prem? He's just come back from a loan <laughs> spell at Galatasaray. So. <laughs> He might still have to use him next season. He might fancy another crack at it. Mm. But it looks like they learnt their lesson and they're not going to go too big time with making payments and instalments that they're going to be stuck with if they go back yeah. there. Leeds United then, they come up also. They've just signed Rodrigo from Valencia for £30 million. That's a huge signing. I mean, yeah. he started as Spain's number nine. 
Yeah, it's crazy. Isn't it? I don't know if they've given him a big pay rise, if Bielsa's sold it to him, if he thinks he's signed him to say Liverpool, maybe. I don't know what they've told him, but he's 29, he's coming into the Prem, and we'll see how that goes, because no pressure. The Leeds fans are very much convinced that they've signed the new David Villa rather than the next Morata. <laughs> I think that was, they needed a striker, they needed a goal scorer. Yeah. They'll probably live and die by how good this signing is. I think it looks a great one to be fair to them. Yeah, very true. And it's like what we uh, saw with Aston Villa last season. Yeah, exactly. Bamford was never going to cut the uh, cut the muscle, I don't think. No, I remember him coming through for Chelsea and being called like the next big thing. And then yeah. we got it. We gave him a couple of years of saying, "Oh, I mean, it might kick on." <laughs> and then no, it didn't really happen. Just I've never overly him. sold. Well, I guess I was sold by just from what you heard more than what I was seeing. There we go. They've signed uh, Robin Koch from Freiburg for £10 million. So their fans, I saw them saying today, and the Brighton Post saying that they don't care they haven't got Ben White because they signed a German international. Experience with Mustafi can tell you. Don't (laughs) let that sell you. We were sold a a World Cup winner. (laughs) They're in talks to sign um, Jose Guardiol from Zagreb for 20 million. He's a centre back, so they really are going all in. And Rodrigo de Paul from Udinese for 30 million pounds. He's a creative midfielder, so they they're very much going the Villa route, aren't they? Of, mm. Right, we'll get, we're only here. So if we stay up, then it makes all the spending worth it. I think they have to, don't they? I think they have to consolidate and stay up. I don't think they can go back down again or else. They're probably thinking they're back to where they were. I think they they're, want a they're, few keepers. Sorry. I was just going to say, they're a club who, if they can get a year or two in the Prem, they should be able to establish themselves back as a good team again. Yeah. I know they already think they're, you know, going straight back <laughs> in top six, but if they give it a couple of years, you know, they, with the money they'll make, they should be able to climb back up there. Yeah, they want a new keeper, don't they? On the, what happened last season, maybe Chelsea can have their new keeper there. He was done for uh, racism, wasn't he? Ch- oh, uh, needs keeper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could be the new Chelsea number one. I hope that new um, midfielder they got that pop, whatever you said. Um, yeah. He's a, lo- a long shot merchant because he'd be quite uh, funny <laughs> listening to Martin Tyler just scream his last name whilst he pings in for 40 yards. Leeds is solid. It looks like they've had their target set from mm. before they came up because they're moving pretty quickly but they could have spent a hundred million without with still another month to go in the window so yeah they're about business Leicester City very quiet there in terms of incomings outgoings I'm um, sorry incomes James Madison's new deal he signed that they lost Ben Chilwell so they got 50 million there but they're not even really being linked yeah, what, I've seen there. Well, it's not a big signing, but uh, getting that. Uh, I can't say his name. It's like a Belgian left back. Um, oh, um, Castel. I thought Castel- they were with. Um, I yeah, I know uh, Castiles. Yeah, no, uh, it's like, like Castagne or something. Like that. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. I've um, seen the name. He, it's one of those things, isn't it? Let's do the business and sell a big player or get another one else in. Timothy, a solid Castagne, player. Yeah. yeah. Atlanta. 
although they are still open to sign in Nicholas Taliafico, so that'd be a good sign. But it looks like they're sticking with what they've got. They're not going to break the bank either way. They're just, I guess, it sort of pops up. Much yeah. like Liverpool, who were uh, big news for them. They've said Harry Wilson will only be allowed to leave permanently. There'll be no more loans for him. So I guess Liverpool, with what we've seen with uh, Groyich, I think we mentioned this on uh, Saturday TK, that Liverpool have some good squad players and they're saying, look, if people want to make an offer, then they can come forward. But in terms of loan signings, they'd rather keep it and have the depth and yeah. sell them and then loan them out just to give them more experience. Yeah, they both had you know enough time on loan probably as well. So I'd, I'd like to see them give them a chance. Obviously, it's going to be tricky for them to break into the team. Uh, but bearing in mind we've lost a couple of players like the Lallana, etc., who were playing here and there, I wouldn't mind seeing a couple of those young players see where they can fit in. As long as you're the young players, a year in the Europa League will sort you out perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> I think that Grudridge is like 24 now, so I'm, I'm using the word yeah. young loosely as well. Mm. So, Thiago is the one that seems to be. We always get these sagas every summer, and he very much seems to be one of them. Mm. But the latest news about it say, look, Klopp's very keen to have him. He's very keen to come, and it's just down to whether Liverpool can do any negotiating. Apparently, Bayern has set a deadline at the end of the week where they said, look, you can either pay the thirty million before we kind of ship him about, but after that, we'll open it up to the floor and see if anyone else fancies purchasing him. Yeah, it's tricky, isn't it? Because it seems like it's like you said, been a saga has been drawn out, but at the same yeah. time, he has been in the Champions League till. Not yeah. not very long ago, so I kind of figured that was probably you know taking priority, and we'll kind of pounce after that. But it's, it is dragging on. It's gone from one of those where the rumor wouldn't go away so much that you thought there's something in it, and now it's it's dragging on long enough that you think maybe this isn't going to happen. So it's strange. Yeah, I'm not banking on anything after Timo Werner. It seemed that it was set in stone. Yeah, a similar sort of thing though, isn't it? Where you always had the doubts over whether we were going to pay the fee. It was impossible for him to be twerking for that move anymore either. Yeah. He, uh, He's he going to wear a Liverpool have... shirt under his Chelsea one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, but, you know, whether you think they're worth the money or not, it seems we're not budging. We see now, don't we, where you can follow a transfer saga for a month and then after a month they say... Uh, Liverpool are set to make their first bids and it's like, well, how has you been talking about this for a month? <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd love to get someone on here so I mean, if we could get our man Fabrizio on it because I still don't understand, maybe not in the climate at the moment, how they don't just get like a delegate from Liverpool and Bayern yeah. in this case and they just sit in a room and negotiate. Yeah. It, it, I don't know why it doesn't happen. I don't know if it all has to be documented or what, but it seems so strange to do this back and forth where they take like three days to make a deal. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand it at all. I mean, that's why we're not paid to do it, but it seems so odd, just the, the way that it's done. I think someone probably could come along and could get things done in days, one or the other, and it would kind I of shake it up a bit, but I think... I think a lot of times it's cat and mouse. Yeah. Like, they're like waiting for like someone to do a move, and that's why the end of the window is so like crazy. Have you seen before? I don't know if uh, anyone still watches Deadline Day. I usually work for a moment. Do that, but 
in Italy on the final day, they basically like rent out a hotel, and so they have like and every club that. has their guys there. So yeah. there's no funny business. They can literally just meet up face to face and hash it out on the final day. So you must have some mental meetings in some of their rooms over there in Italy, yeah. but they're all set up like a like car boot sale. <laughs> they should get like a Love is Blind type setup going in. They just walk in. You're not allowed to know which club it is you're talking to. You're just like, I like the sound of this. I have to go with them. Yeah. So like Odin Wingy walking around like it's like a careers day, touting himself <laughs> around to each different club. And um, so joining the army because no one will take him. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Liverpool are going to tie Thiago down, TK? If, if say you had to put the hundred quid on it, which side would it go on? I'm starting to think um, Genie will go. In which case, we've kind of got a problem. So I, th- I think we probably will get it done. Um, it's tricky, isn't it? It's dragging on. It's dragging on more than you'd expect it to. It should be a fairly simple deal, yeah. you would think. He's. You say that, but look at the Kai Havertz deal. And that's been dragged on for like a month to six weeks sure, now. I'm not sure that's exactly the same thing, though, is it, to be fair? That's a hundred million. Like a hundred million. That, mm. Yeah. And that's true. Pre- presumably Havertz is, as much as it seems like Chelsea is anyone in for him, you would assume a lot of European, Europe's top clubs have been looking at it. It seems no one's really talked about Thiago. Well, it's it's a weird one. That's true. Havertz kind of waited around a bit longer just to see him. That's not to say I'm not saying that either laughing at Chelsea thing but you'd imagine for him the way it was spoken about that he Before was going to sale yeah so I guess as his agent is supposed to do said hang on a minute we'll just wait and see because after that first bid comes in that might be when the rest is yeah yeah with Liverpool do you, do you think say you had to say how many players they're going to sign do you think one sign in one two or three three or four we signed the fellow at left back, can't we? I can't say his name. Yeah, Simicus. That's the one. Um, which is good. We needed to cover there, so I think that's good. Um, yeah, yeah after that, centre back as well, I believe. Right. Yeah, after, after that, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. I've, you know, I've kind of been banging the drum for a little while that I thought we needed more sort of depth. Um, be that a bit of creativity in midfield would be great with Thiago. Um, Albeit, I've kind of expressed my concerns with that transfer before, um, and some cover at top. But I'm not sure we will. I think it might be Thiago and done if we do sign him. Apparently, um, Barca have come out and said look, that he's not a player they're interested in. I believe Kuman said that in his last press conference. Who's Thiago? So, yeah, um, no, um, Juan Alden. Was it? Hmm. He said that they, he admires the player very much, but it's not someone that Barca are looking to bring in. It would be a horrible fit. They would get straight on his back because sometimes, it's, I said it before, but he needs three touches just to control the ball. <laughs> you think they ran Rakitic out of town for not for seemingly not being good enough? He, he's, he's definitely actually, um, better than Wijnaldum. He's, he's going, going back on, to yeah. Seville. Good news. Yeah. Four-year deal. A good player. I know he's getting Did on. You, but... Do you think you'll bring in a replacement for Lovren? I think we should. I'm not sure we will. Um, that... Um, Remember that Seth van der Berg you signed last year, maybe the year before? Yeah. The young lad? Yeah. He's meant to be really, really doing well at the youth level, but obviously he's, he's not good. He's not like big enough yet to come through, but the stuff no, that's being said about him sounds like he is a player. We were fortunate enough that we got a look at some of these players with the, the way things panned out last year. Um, and he did look 
again, a decent young player whilst being quite raw and obviously it's something about you. As you said, you need to sort of be ready for the last game. I think he's only what, yeah. 18, 19. So. Yeah. I, th- I think if we could have someone like that who you think you could slot in as your fourth to a centre back, I don't think it'd be a problem. But I, I wouldn't mind maybe someone Bring watching back Saka. No, that's, it's never going to get to that. <laughs> I'm never going to ask for that one. On on my football manager, Liverpool always bring in um, Branislav Ivanovic as their backup. <laughs> they pay him a Blind. good wedge, but he comes in for about a mil and just <laughs> makes five, ten games a season. Blimey. Um, Man City then. So we'll come on to Messi because that's probably going to be the most talked about saga in the summer, but First up, they signed Nathan Ake, £40 million. Looks a good deal. I've seen their fans, if any, criticising it. I think they think because they've got Laporte, that they don't need a centre-back for yet, and he plays about three games a season. <laughs> Ferenc Torres has come in for £20.7 million. I know you said, TK, that kind of the, the mumblings around him is that he's, he's a top player. Yeah, yeah. And then... This Koulibaly saga seems to be going on. Napoli were in the Gabriel that we signed, but they were hoping to get rid of Koulibaly first and spend that cash. It just so happens now that they're still expecting Koulibaly to leave, but they're bringing in Socrates, so they've got a like for like. <laughs> Imagine City and Koulibaly and Laporte in that back line, because when some are prepared to write off him because he had a bad game against the best player to ever have lived but he obviously is a very good player yeah he looks the uh, he looks the what everyone should be going in for I'm, I'm, one thing with the with Chelsea's business this year it does surprise me that they've kind of skimped out and gone for free uh, on the centre back and spent more money going forward when I thought I would, a top centre half probably would have been the priority I would have thought so would have been yeah. where your money was spent but um yeah, it's going to case of each summer seems to be who's going to go in for Koulibaly. It seems to be just an <laughs> annual thing. Well, it seems they have dropped their price tag that Jack always references <laughs> by about £10 million. So. That's good of them. Yeah, you're right. It's one of those where I'd love to have gone in for him. Um, but I'm not in charge of the cast. <laughs> A lot it's of a full, full manager, isn't it? I, was like, I could sign Kid Bali or I could go for Havers. Oh, we'll go for fucking Havers. Yeah, Sorry. exactly <laughs> that. Yeah. This kid playing FIFA, I'll like, oh, just make it. We'll put us in the quote at the centre back. So just I don't have to worry about it. We'll make it work. A lot of these yeah. clubs are in trouble because of COVID hitting their funds. So they were kind of running things close to the line, which was working perfectly until they weren't getting any gate and that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I imagine it wasn't cheap sacking Ancelotti. And so, or paying the compensation to bring the two serves. So they probably are short of cash, which is why they couldn't sign anyone before that. And I guess the Koulibaly money will go a long way. And the way Italy is, they're probably thinking that we'd rather not strengthen Juventus. So if this you want to come in for it, then they're more than happy to do it. Because it does seem that stage where they've kind of based their business around it now. And they're almost encouraging people to come in and sign him rather than forcing people to stay away. Oh, for City, it could well depend on you know what ends up happening with Messi. Does couldn't it? This, yeah. So Messi, there, there we go. So I mean, we're gonna have a food on Tuesday when the news broke in the afternoon. First of all, you thought 
it was just going to be a bit of clickbait saying Messi sent yeah. a fax to say that he's leaving, which was the first mental part of that. After that, then, it kind of picked up some steam. It was picked up all the major reporters. It was led to believe that he was going to be able to go on a free, which seemed an odd clause to put in your contract as it is if you're Barcelona. Crazy. But it does seem now he hasn't turned up for their pre-season training. He seems to believe, even if his contract states otherwise, that he is a free agent. Yeah. I like the fact that he's sticking to that now. He's like, well, no, if I think I am, then I'm a free agent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> La Liga, unsurprisingly, are siding with Barcelona. Almost as if, as if it's in their best interest to have Messi when they're negotiating their TV packages. <laughs> but gut instinct, what are we saying? We, we think he's going to leave or it's just going to be one of those After sagas that... reading what La Liga said, uh, uh, I think he's going to stay. Unless he does something like crazy and literally has him like by ransom, I can't imagine to do that. Well, he can't play at the moment because he's refused to get a COVID test, so mm. that's what's stopping him. But it sounds like it's an issue with their club president, who they all hate, and Messi yeah. refusing to play while he's still there. But he's offered to step down as well, hasn't he? Mm. Yeah, I believe in his case, he doesn't want to resign and then Messi leave anyway and he's lost his job and Barca still lost yeah. Messi. So. I think, I mean, the clause in the contract states that, I think it's like July 31st every yeah. year, he can decide to walk away from Barcelona if he wants to. Um, and obviously because his season got extended, he thinks that, oh, because it was still part of the same season, I can still walk away, whereas yeah. Barcelona thinks, Actually, you know, it's gone past the date in the contract, not the season. The exactly. And I think, what was the buyout clause? I think it was something like 637 yeah, million. million. So yeah, no. I have seen some confusion there. People think then that Messi quite literally can't leave unless people pay the 700 million. I do think Barca are still going to accept if, I think even if they got 100 to 150 million off, they'd accept it if he is that desperate to leave. Mm. It just means I, that they have the choice. I, I think with Barca, like this situation as well. If you look at Messi and he's 33, you had 20 years out of him. Um, mm. Why not try and cash in, say, 200 million? Right. Yeah. We'll I mean, sort he, out. He, he's good enough to carry on going for the next four years, five years, probably. Maybe well, going into deep, deep positions. Not seen, uh, Paul Merson spoke to Sky Sports today and said, uh, for anyone interested, there's far better players out there that you can pick up than Messi because he's not got very many good years left. <laughs> <laughs> he just, <sighs> every time, just says something worse. I like him, but Jesus. He's making the most of it. He's realised that he's kept his job and thought, yeah. crikey, I'm untouchable here. Yeah. <laughs> I think with Messi, I mean, they're, they're saying that Man City were going to offer Jesus, Bernardo Silva, and yeah, um, Mahrez. Eric Garcia, um, yeah. Eric Garcia was that one. Yeah, that was it. Plus 100 million. Like, what on earth? Why would you do that? Why would you sell the future? It's hard enough to do yeah. a one-player swap deal, mm. <laughs> let alone three. Well, they were faster around this with Neymar, didn't they? Where it was like, they'll chuck in Coutinho. Yeah. Uh, um, City and someone else <laughs> it's just ne- it's never going to happen like that <laughs> do, do you think he stays or do you think he goes Jack I think he stays purely because it's too messy I mean you've got Ronald Koeman in there as well and you've got Bartolomeu who's 
in the final year of his presidency, they're trying to begin voting of confidence being passed because they're trying to get the elections sped up. If that does happen, then you could probably see Messi stay. But the way that club's been run is so eyebrow-raising um, for the last couple of years. Where you you look at some of the kind of purchases in Kevin Prince Boating, um, yeah. Braithwaite, like you, some really odd transfer dealings. Plus, then paying 140 mil for Coutinho. It makes you realise how how a big team oh. could like literally crumble. You look at Bayern, we always say, "Oh, look, they just buy all these best players." But oh, that could literally happen. No, I, they players. get criticised for the Coutinho transfer. I don't think there is anything wrong with that. If you look at the no. player they were buying, mm. it just hasn't worked out. I think the problem what they've got is the amount of money that they're spending. So it's yeah. not it's not going to be like eighty million. And you kind of grit your teeth and bear the loss. It's yeah. one hundred and forty million. Then yeah, no one you're gonna you can't send back for that either. Exactly, and then Dembele as well, where yeah. they've gone and paid one hundred and twenty million for a young guy essentially that did well at Dortmund, but apart from that, so they had Ralston Yehi running things. Organised an orgy for Neymar's dad to get the transfer over the line. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's an awkward conversation to have with your son, isn't it? Like, mm. so can you get can you get us an orgy? You know, like, <laughs> see what you can do. Hey, business. Although you mentioned Kuman, I'm not sure that's swaying Messi to stay put. He's not no, no, no. That's that's what I mean. It's not. I mean, you've got. The presidential elections coming up season, so you could potentially see Kuman not surviving that because you, that was kind of the thought with Setien, wasn't it? That oh, let's just get him into the next presidential elections because the new president is probably going to want his own manager. Would you like to see Messi at Man City? No, I don't think so. I would. I'd like to see it. I would. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to fear Man City more than I already do. But that's the thing. But I. Just for the pure fact of seeing, I because otherwise if he stays there, we'll be twenty years later. Like, oh, what if? What would he have done in the prem? You know, you'll get so much kind of like holiday, like fan tourism, where mm. you'll get. Well, at least they'll pack up the Etihad because I was going to say at least any, they'll be able to get a few people. Yeah, if there's any spare tickets, people will just buy it to see Messi, which I probably mm. will. I don't know. I don't know where you're putting yourself in the picture next season, Jack. I think we'll do our prem preview next week, but. We're not really competing with Man City at the moment, so them having Messi isn't that big of a deal. We're yeah. let City and Liverpool duke that out, and we'll compete for what's left. I think, yeah, obviously we do have Chelsea have to be next season. season. They have to be exactly. This is what I mean. Like we spent too much money to not be there or thereabouts trying to fight for the top. I mean, I'm not saying that I expect it. I'm not saying that we should be there or thereabouts. I'm just saying that you spend this this kind of money. And questions will be asked. Yeah. Do you do you want to have um ten pounds sterling that uh, Lampard doesn't make it to Christmas? Yeah, easy. I've got fifty quid on with you that we should love you next season. Well, that wasn't ever agreed. Hey, well, it was. If it was, hey, I'll honour it because I think <laughs> we're going to finish second. But after <laughs> <laughs> City, don't get messy. If we go on to United, because what is it? I do think him. he. I do think he goes in contrast to uh, Luke and Jack. I think he, I think he leaves. There is a lot of smoke to this. I just think it's gone. I think it's gone too far. I think it's. I think the. I think him and Barca end up threatening each other with legal action, which neither wants, and they they settle with something where 
he doesn't have to go for the release clause, but he doesn't go for free even. Someone's got a cop in the mm. cash, and you'd assume that's City. We have fought a couple of times with players that it's gone too far. Like we had it with Rooney every two years. Yeah, this is another level, though. And the other thing is like, not getting go Chelsea. One thing is not getting as much coverage over here, which I'm surprised about. Is I, I don't think it's. I think a, a lot of executives at Barca it suits them to get rid of him. You got to think they're. Their money issues are big and we're kind of making out. They've got to make up £300 million, pounds, supposedly, and somehow. And his wages and that are going to make a big part of that. Yeah. And the other thing I have to look at is the reason that Bartomeu isn't resigning is because before he gets out of this uh, presidential um, basically term, he's got to sort out some of these business dealers that he's done because uh, once he leaves, supposedly he could be getting investigated for some financial misdemeanors if he doesn't balance the books. So if when he goes, him and his mates could be going to jail. Yeah, I I I think they've actually in a way done a good job of making this out to be now I think if they can get rid of him and stick it on Messi, I think that's what they'll look to do. And I think they've made a good job of doing that. He's already been painted as the guy who's kind of spoiling for for the move. Whereas you I, I that think clip it's, saying it's from Barca Fan T V that I retweeted. No. Go and watch it later. So basically, they've got like a Barca version of Arsenal fan TV. No, no, I did see it. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't seem well, that, that young man. We made well. you, and this is how you treat us. We put money in your pocket. This is how you treat us. Christ. <laughs> now, there is some entitlement. <laughs> Kid looks about 12 as well, so. If we go on to United, so reports came out yesterday that they're close to Tom, you know, the Donny van der Beek, van der Beek, however you say it, for £45 million. It's an odd one because a lot of their fans are saying, look, we need depth. You don't usually put £45 million on depth unless you're Man City mm. or Chelsea. I don't know. They have matter on the bench. Interest- yeah. be interesting to see how him and his Pogba works unless they're just banking on Pogba, not fancying after season again. Yeah, is that is that sort of too many cooks? I feel like they need that sort of anchor in there, which I'm not saying you know they can't do that, but I feel like someone breaking up the play and just keeping it simple wouldn't well, go amiss in that midfield. And Matic obviously does that job to an extent, but I don't think he's top top tier. It's been pointed out that he's played defensive midfield, but it's 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 a different kind of job because yeah, him yeah. playing there for Ajax is. Not him being a defensive midfielder, it's just that he's picking the ball up from deep and just dictating the play from there. Like Arsenal, when they signed Xhaka, Wenger said that he was signing him to be a quarterback, which obviously didn't quite happen like that. But that's what Donny is doing there when he's sitting yeah. deep and he's just dictating the play from deeper in the field. So him, Pogba, and Bruno are all going to want all of the ball all of the time. That's the problem, isn't it? Like yeah. Three point guards. Yeah, it's, and in some games that'll probably work because there's got enough quality there that they'll be able to play some teams off the park. But in other games, that's that's going to be a problem. That's not going to work. It's not it's not balanced enough. A little bit like I've said about before with with Liverpool bringing Thiago, you have got to be careful what you wish for. Which it's not that he's not a good enough player. He's obviously good. It's just are you upsetting the balance of the midfield? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've also managed to get Alexis Sanchez off the wage bill. Um, Arsenal actually today have finally confirmed that they have terminated the contract with Mikatarian, so that swap deal gets <laughs> worse by the day that both of them are terminating the contract. Um, oh, Christ. So that's 500 grand a week off, off their wage. Um, 
Sancho saga is, is still going. What, what are we thinking? Yeah, I'm surprised about it. Does or does it get done? done dusted now. I think he stays yeah, yeah. for one more season. I think the noise has changed significantly and yeah. he's turned I, up I pre-season. Think he goes still. Yeah, not he's got, yeah, I mean, these these transfers, when the people want to make it happen, then they can make it happen. I know it's yeah. a significantly different deal, but the, this deal for um, Bunny Van der Beek, in the last two days, it's really picked up. He's flying in and having medical done. So once they want to get it done, and I do think it'll come down to United stumping up the cash that they're going to have yeah. to pay. I think maybe they lose a game at the start of the season or a yeah. game where whoever's on the right wing has a stinker. And I think they get it done. And I think it suits both parties because if Sancho doesn't have a good season because he's been unsettled, then it comes off his price tag. It's not a good look for Ed Woodward because quite publicly Sancho has been there main target so I think they get it done I think it happens late in the window but I I can definitely see it getting done we've seen when these even with these big money deals when the people want to get it done yeah it's not going to be like the deals getting completely put together in like two three days because there's probably a lot of things that they've agreed on already and so it is just like a couple of small details for big money that need to be sorted out so it may just be that it's just kind of a couple of little things that need to be sorted and then it'll fly very quickly. While Sancho's here for international duty this week, we we might get something because I imagine True. there'll be some kind of meeting set up. So I, I, I just think it happens. I think usually if United want their man, then they are going to get him and yeah. they'll pay over the odds, but they they will get the man. I forget he's a City uh, youth product, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So City will get a decent, I think they get 20% of the fee as well. Right. Newcastle then, it's very different to what we thought we could be talking about when we <laughs> talking about Newcastle's transfer <laughs> business at, at this time of year. But no takeover, Jeff Hendrick has signed. I think I, I said last <laughs> week there was a headline on The Athletic that said, is this a good sign-in or is it just a very Newcastle sign-in? Uh, and it probably is somewhere in between. He's he's not going to change their fortunes, but he's a I good enough seen, role uh, player. Carroll scored the other day. Yeah, he did. He scored a peach, but <laughs> I would I wouldn't be going into the season. <laughs> Dwight Dwight Gale is now um, out for the first couple of months of the season with a knee injury, so they definitely want to strike it. Um, if I run you through some of these targets they've been linked with. Okay. And you can tell me because I think they are very Newcastle signings. Um, Rob Holding on loan, as we said, they've been linked with Jordan Ive on a free transfer. Mm. Um, Ryan Fraser on a free transfer, who I don't, I actually think would be a good sign for Liverpool if they were to go for Ryan Fraser. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Exactly that sort of sort of cover signing. Um, Tom Davis from Everton for twelve million pounds. So you can see Kid called him one of the worst footballers you've ever seen. I think I said something disparaging <laughs> about him. I don't know if it was that, but yeah. Well, I, I've challenged a couple of players to a one-on-one. Do you think you can beat Tom Davis in the one-on-one? <sighs> I was on the same day as me against Antonio. Hey, listen, we'll line it up. Uh... <laughs> I think he's just, he comes in heavy. You can make him early doors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I, can, I, can, 
Hopefully he's just come off the beach or something. He's come off the well, have to busy be holiday. Dirty after like elbow, get his hair into his eyes, all sorts. That's um, it. I think if, if he was a fashion show, I think he'd have me beat hands down. He's obviously <laughs> take that seriously. Harry Wilson's one they've been linked with, and that seems the type of sign that I could see happening. Um, does like aside from the name I'm about to say, they're being linked with British youngish players, and there's upside to. Um, Josh King um, is another one they've been linked with, along with half the other teams in the league. Damari Gray, they're trying to pinch from Leicester. Todd Cantwell, he's linked as well. I could see a couple of them happening. The Jordan Ive one would probably make a lot of sense because they've got Christian Atsu on the wing, who I have said is one of the worst players I've ever seen. (laughs) Yeah, he is bad. I said before, statistically, he had the worst ever half in Premier League history in a game against Chelsea, where he missed a penalty. I don't think he completed a pass. He didn't have a shot on target. <laughs> and he got booked. <laughs> Todd Cantwell, I think, would be a great pickup. Yeah, definitely. Newcastle uh, shirt, yeah. They, apparently, they won't sanction a deal for Danny Rose due to his age and wages. They managed to get a new deal done for Matty Longstaff, and it looks like they're going to be keeping hold of uh, Alisson Maximin. So it's more just bolstering what they've got, I guess. And I don't mm. think they're going to be going in for anyone massive. They got a report of thirty million to spread across all of their signings, but they can increase it if they can sell players. It just so happens nobody wants anyone they've got. Let's say they'd be open. To, they said they'd be open to selling Fabian Shaw, which is an odd one. Mm-hmm. For about twelve million, they say. Strange, you not even get a lot, a lot of upside for that. No. But Rob Holding and Lascelles would be one that, on paper, I'm sure the pundits will say is good because they're both English. But in I'm, practice, I'm not sure lot, that works. A lot higher on, <laughs> yeah, I used to be a lot higher on Lascelles than I am than I am now. Um, just Sheffield United, not much going on here. They Lost Dean Henderson, signed down Ramsdale. They're keen on a new striker, but nothing's close. And we could have the second season syndrome of Chris Wilder there, where he set expectations very high. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, Hampton, they sorry. I was going to say, what is a good season for them next year? It's a. I was going to ask. Owner's going to be saying Europa League. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? That's what's going to be. That's the next the next aim. Which, yeah, I think mid mid table will be. What if they can get the the upper half of the table? Then I think they've had a good season. Mm, yeah, I would agree. I find if they do go through a bit of a rough patch, then they don't have the stars or the big names to pull them out of it. Mm. So, I think that helps though because they're also not being picked apart. That is true. Um, but you saw the run they went on at when they came. That's it. That, that run is concerning, isn't it? If they start like, that again, a hundred percent in. That was how we expected them to play last season. Yeah. I feel they could be such a confidence team that when that confidence isn't there, it could come rushing down. I think this season is more like to solidify their target in the Premier League. If they come up and then have a similar season where they actually like put themselves out again, they can go on the season after and go, look, this is what we want now. And I think if... wasn't a fluke. Yeah, I agree. And I think as well that if they have another season like last season, Chris Wilder gets snapped up. And then they go down. That's what the next thing I was going to say. If if one of the big teams are a rough start for the season, Chris Wilder is going to be at the top of a lot of lists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It should be. Chris I'm Wilder not, to Chelsea. I'm not sure. 
he should be in there. I'm not sure if he would, though. I'm really not. I'm not sure he's putting Emma Rowan if he goes to Chelsea. (laughs) (laughs) Rowan, on pay-per-view, would be class. Yeah. Scrapping out on a yacht yacht somewhere. I don't know where this France slander is coming from. (laughs) Saying he's going to lose his job by Christmas. I was going to say, I'll have to have a tenner on that, button By Christmas. Yeah, hey, I'm not having tennis everywhere. Christmas. Yeah, I was going to say, I want in on this. <laughs> hey, look, if Jack doesn't want to take it up, then... No, I'll take it up, but he's there still at Christmas. Yeah, I'll take I'll it up. He's still there next look, Christmas. Roman, Roman acts quickly. And it's with true, this money he he's putting on the table, he's going to be saying to Frank, look, you're a lovely bloke as a player, coming on the yacht and all that, but I'll give you this cash. I think you're going to have a couple of unsettled players as well because Frank's told them how much he trusts the youth. Mm. And then first chance he's he is got. Ruthless, isn't he? I mean, he did like get rid of Di Matteo after uh, winning what he won. Yeah. I would still exactly. say that Frank Lampard probably has some more cash in the bank than Di Matteo does. Than the well, Champions League and FA Cup winning manager. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you, you are absolutely right. He does have more cash in the bank. Yeah. Just when you, when no you break it down games. like that, it makes so little sense. It does make some little sense, but it does have so much more in the bank. Yeah. Because that's now um, three finals for Frank, and no wins. Three finals? Well, the Super Cup yeah. and uh, the final, and the FA Cup final. Hey, look, well, yeah, I wouldn't want Jürgen to go Klopp, up against like, Arteta either. Jurgen Klopp had hey. lost every, every final he taken charge of apart from the last hey, Champions League he's one. he's been so. smoked by Arteta too. Nobody's safe. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go on to Southampton. So they've, they've lost um, Poirier to Spurs who we'll go on to next. They signed Walker Peters. They've signed um, Mohamed Salasu who Arsenal were linked with actually um, and all the kind of murmurs around Spain say that's a very good pickup they've got there for £10 million. Young centre-back. Big, powerful he's not going to be messing about with a ball at his feet but he looks like he's going to be a very good signing they were in talks with Weston McKinney who's now gone to Juventus so I don't think there's much competition there <laughs> that, it's, uh, it's, American it's one. an odd one yeah oh I didn't see that yeah just signed for Juve so it's, it's odd for Southampton because they look as we said with a couple of other teams they're looking to stick with what they've got and kind of stay where they are rather than go up and above. It's hmm. a shame because um, I think they could have backed the manager after the turnaround he had. It sounds like they've got a couple of good pickups there though. They're never going to go out and splash huge money, are they? Oh, no, I would imagine you think... keeping Ings was probably half the thing as well. I'd imagine if he has another season like he had this time next time, yeah. people are going to be circling for him. Yeah, Walker Peters though is kind of just them spending the Hoybier um, money, so whether they feel they need another midfielder to come in or not. The way he was talking about it in the summer as well, it could be a massive loss. But suddenly, but as soon as he got linked with a transfer, it seems to be yeah. like, he's some unbelievable player. Well, they let, they've let they let two midfielders go as well because they've let Hoybier go, they've let Lamina go to Fulham. So they probably aren't going to need to bring a body in. But remains to be seen. Spurs then. They signed Hoybier for 15 million, they signed Doherty for 15 million, they signed Joe Hart for free. In terms of the business there, it looks like smart business. It's not going to change your life, but it's going to keep you plodding in the right direction. 
I think Spurs are going to be in a massive decline. Jeez. Uh, You think Jose's second season? Yeah, I think Jose's second (laughs) season. I don't see them being better than last season. Like, Jose usually... Like, his second season is usually good. Everyone else was worse. (laughs) That was the the thing. Like, they got by because everyone else is having a bit of an iffy season. I don't think they'll have that luxury this season. Well, they also had, although it does seem to happen every season, they missed Kane for a lot of the season. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of periods where his son and Kane out. I think yeah, the business they do need to sort out is their, um, their announcer. That Doherty yeah. thing was terrible. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I saw the tweets come out, so I guess it was the choice to ignore it or not. But if I'm a Spurs fan and I see that, it's not really about having you warm to the player, is it? Mm. No. He looked like I was hurting while he was patting the badge. <laughs> I saw someone capturing like his eyes. Like he looks like he's <laughs> crying or something. <laughs> the eyes, Chica. They never lie. I I agree oh, with you see. though. That it's smart business. You took the words from my mouth. Smart business. Like it's not going to you know send you through the ceiling, but smart business from Spurs. Uh, I've, I haven't been sold on Jose being there the whole time, so I'm not going to go saying they're going to do anything crazy next year. Did you see um, Doherty um, is been advised, was advised to leave by Jorge Mendes, who's the advisor at Wolves. He's Jose's agent, he's Doherty's agent, so he's getting all sorts of sign-on fees there and bonuses. I think he's something like something to do with Nuno as well, not he? He's literally got his hands yeah. in like, every facet yeah. of this deal. Well, he, he's registered as an advisor to Wolves, but in terms of the... I feel like he's not advised on Wallace. Like, Doherty is a decent player for them. Hmm. Well, I, I said that it came up around the time that they were supposed to be close to signing Ainsley Maitland-Niles and I thought from Ainsley's point of view if, if you're signing because you don't want to play as a fullback, then it's strange because they're selling their first choice right back which indicates yeah. you might be slotting in there and then also just 15 million is odd because if he's English rather than Irish, he probably is worth a lot more <laughs> Very odd, isn't it? He's got 16 goals in two seasons for a fullback Yeah, he was crazy for them, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, it's a good pickup for Spurs. They needed a right back, so perfect. I think they're getting some stick for signing Joe Hart as well, which makes perfect sense to me. See, I've Although, always like rated Joe Hart, even though he had a bit of an off. I don't know why he got so much stick. I forgot they had Gazzaniga until I watched the Spurs doc, so I don't know what's going on with him. Mm. Yeah, because now you'd presume he'd be three third choice. Mm. We should. Well, there was a, we've had it a couple with a couple of times recently where we've said about there was the brief debate about someone whether they should be first choice and then very quickly realised no no we probably shouldn't yeah, yeah. that fly kick to Alonso's face <laughs> like when he could have they just caught they in the documentary by the way so you'll, you'll have that to look forward no. to right, okay. he didn't get it all wrong no? <laughs> um, in terms of the other players Spurs have been linked with it looks like they want a backup to Kane due to the fact that he's injured so much and you know, I guess they want to have Sun still kept out wide um, they've been linked with Josh King again another team um, they were also linked with Diego Costa with a Jose reunion behind me oh. yeah I heard this oh, I don't want to see him again I left him <laughs> especially him in a Spurs shirt crikey um, it looks like Atletico are kind of willing to cut ties there um, because of the amount of strikers they have, and they are still looking at Lacazette, apparently. But I guess, as Chelsea found out, 
if he's not happy there, he's probably someone you get out pretty quickly, no matter what you have to do, because you don't really yeah. want him hanging around. I also think if you saw him last year, his legs are looking as old as his face. So <laughs> this, he I'm looked bang sure up when he came on point. against Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, it is. I will give him that. <laughs> are Spurs uh, interested in the, uh, any of the centre backs? I know they got rid of Vertonghen. What? They, yeah, the Tongan gonna... left on a free. They've lost yeah. um, Carl Walker Peters. Something to think about is that they had to pay another thirty million for Lacelso this summer, so that's going to oh, come shit. off whatever budget they had. Really? I know. Um, I know they got that. Um, is it Tang? Tang? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, mm. that Foyt as well. But yeah. I would have thought they would have brought someone in. Yeah, I guess. By the looks of it, they don't have a huge amount to spend, which is understandable. Mm. They got their billion pound in bet in depth in their stadium. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we experienced it with Arsenal. You kind of, you take what's out there and you don't really look for anything more than that. Yeah. And Spurs will have to put up with that for a few seasons. So, you think the money going to be, sorry. You think the money they'll have put aside, they would have been banking on this new stadium, we're going to fill out every week and they've just had yeah. a, a run where they've not been able to, they're going to be one of the worst hit by this, you would assume. Yeah. Well, also, definitely. a lot of their money comes in from having NFL games there, and they lost out on that mm. as well. Mm. Yeah, true. I mean, I don't really feel bad for them, to be honest. No, no, no. <laughs> Arsenal fan doesn't feel bad for Spurs. Shock horror. <laughs> Wait till you see Levy on this documentary. We thought he was slimy. He looks every bit what you expect him to be. He looks like a Bond villain. <laughs> he, he does. There's like in the intro bit, he's just saying to someone. You got those extra seats, and the look on his face where it's like, you better have some extra seats for this alien. <laughs> I wanted him to go full Brent in this documentary and just have a bit of a character turnaround. Like he, and Joseph, he like, certainly is a character. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, they want £30 million pounds for Sergio Aurier as well. I mean, we all want a lot of things. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it seems... They're trying to set the bar high and hope they can take it low, but they're trying to haggle with Milan. Milan, the last team that's going to give him thirty million. <laughs> yeah. They might give him like we'll have an option for thirty million. Just you let us have him for the season, and we'll we'll have the option at the end. But on, really on the topic of um, Milan, just so, did you see who they got matched with in the Europa League? Yeah, Shamrock Rovers. Uh-huh. Fuming wow. for their fans, they would have to pack that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saw them saying all the Irish media that have ignored them over the years. They want to make them see if they can name seven players before they get their press pass to go in. To how limited <laughs> it's going to be. Uh, so Spurs, I, I'd expect a couple more signings, but I don't think they're going to get like the Dabalas they were linked with last year. It's going to be more yeah. similar to um, Doherty, which isn't bad if, if they're trying to bulk their squad out and they're happy with their first team lineup. They really are going to have to bank on either Inter plumping up the cash for Nombele, who uh, Bayern are just is it Bayern, is that? Bayern are just cut ties with um, Vidal, and he's uh, he's going to be available on a free. So Inter are going to pick up another veteran, mm. which maybe means they're not going to be too tempted to chuck money in Nombele. You can't run for thirty minutes. I, I suppose they wanted him as well. Pardon. I thought Barcelona wanted that in Dombele as well. I think recent things have probably made them rethink everything yeah. they were going for. <laughs> and he's not going to inject much life into their midfield. Mm. West Brom, um, this 
signed Mateus Pereira permanently for nine million. He was their player of the season. Um, they're close to signing um, Kravinovic from Benfica, who's meant to be a tricky attacking midfielder, but I can't fess on too much there. And they are interested in Troy Deeney. I don't know who Troy Deeney supported as a kid, because he's from the Midlands, obviously. But yeah. mm. is he West Brom or? It's a good question. I don't know. I think he. I thought he was Birmingham City, but I might be wrong. I thought he said well, something well, about Blues, but I could be wrong. Will they have an issue with him going? Will he have an issue going to West Brom then, or is that not? Ah, not no, like his Villa. There's it seems to be as well. Players have done like the tour of it. Like, Craig Gardner's done it. Lescott's so, done it. Well, I guess it appeals to him because he can stay close to home. Mm. Be a good pickup for. Yeah. A promoted team know, as wasn't well. Troy Deeney born in Paris? In the Notre Dame, a hunchback guy. West Ham, so rumours wise, there probably isn't a lot there, but mm-hmm. in terms of what they've actually done, they've signed Suchek permanently for twenty million, I believe it was. They missed out on uh SA, he's gone to Palace, um they stuck with Moisey. <laughs> And um, they're hoping for Tammy Abraham on loan. Well, actually, we've got a Fabrizio Romano update. Uh, Danny Ceballos is coming back to Arsenal on loan. No way. Get in. (laughs) I I remember I was telling you about it. I wasn't too sure, was I? But, I mean, it's not a bad thing. On loan. Sweet Prince. Very odd. Uh, It's going to be an obligation this time, apparently. Right. How How does Fabrizio know everything? Like everything, <laughs> just know me all. So I'm, I'm always up at like ridiculous times, as you know. Like he tweeted out Thiago news at 4 a.m. the other night. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's proper young as well. He's like he's same age as us. Hero. How does he? How does he have these sources? It must be so interesting. It is. It is class. His phone must be because he must get the excitement before we get the excitement as well. Yeah. So when you get something like that, messy news come through. You must just be like Gaffer on another level, like knowing yeah. that before everyone yeah. else does. So it's huge. Um, West Ham, West Ham. Then, do you think Tammy will be allowed to go out on loan, chat? Because I'd imagine Villa would be straight up for him as well if uh, if that gets greenlit. Um, I can't see him being allowed to go on loan because you're then relying on Timo Werner's first season in the Premier League and an ageing Olivier Giroud <laughs> with, the, with the looks that we're trying to get rid of Michi Bashawai and I don't think we <laughs> really want Michi Bashawai anyway oh, Christ, you, I can't you believe he's still hanging like, about you need someone like Leeds to plump up for him yeah I think he'd be a good player for Leeds if he hadn't just signed Rigo but I saw someone tweet recently that we've all failed Giroud for not having a Giroud is on fire chance <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, yeah, I, I I can't see him being allowed to go out on loan there. No, that, that Wolves, looks then, the Wolves then, the final team, um, so they lost Doherty to Spurs, they've been heavily linked with Ainsley Maitland-Niles, there's Sky reporting that Arsenal have now kind of put a red light on that and said it's not happening unless you give us crazy cash. Um, mm. They've been linked with um, Thierry Correa from Valencia to replace Doherty, I, I can't profess to know too much about him, but he is a Jorge Mendes client, if that helps. <laughs> They're also linked with um, Lucas Ocampos. That's one that seems to be sticking around from Sevilla. 
but they value at about £45 million. Pounds. Mm-hmm. And then you've also, they, they've been linked with Idrissa Gay, who isn't getting as much football at PSG as he'd like, and was quite happy in the Premier League, so they're talking that one up. Blimey. That'd be big. He is 30, though, Idrissa Gay now. Don't worry about that. Suppose they <laughs> yeah, got, no, what's the name? They got Jamatinho in the middle, aren't they? So they, don't, they don't worry about the age there. Yeah. It'll be an interesting season for them because obviously, like, uh, their manager, well, their owner, got big plans for Manny. He wants them to be Champions League winning team. There was a point around Christmas, wasn't there, where all of us kind of at once realised that we have to take them seriously? Yeah. Like, it wasn't kind of a, like a, not a sneaky one, but where you were going to Wolves and you had that, oh, I don't feel great mm. about this. But it was very much a, crikey, we've got Wolves away this weekend. I'm not yeah, fancy yeah, this. Yeah. So they've got pressure there, but they spend cash. After um, Man City yeah, and Liverpool spending-wise in recent years, I'm not talking about the net, which I'm sure a Liverpool fan will jump in to tell us there. They do spend cash, Wolves, but they've also had a lot of hits in that time. They've had some misses, but in terms of, like, Dendonka and the, the deals they got for Jimenez and Schotter and the well, likes of them. They've done some very good business. We had a pod last year where we were talking about um, I, I think I said like, the likes of Wolves and Leicester aren't quite the plucky underdogs we're kind of making out in terms of they have spent money spent very good money to get to where they are. Yeah. Um, but like you said it is also about spending it right. Traditionally clubs who come up and try and spend big get it horribly wrong. I'm thinking of QPR, for example, but there's plenty of other examples you could use. Whereas Wolves have pretty much nailed it. Yeah. Well, Leicester have made over 200 million now on three players, haven't they, from players they bought for less than 50. Mm, yeah, again, very well run. And then they pick up someone like Yuri Tielemans, who everyone who'd even heard his name before was like, he's a player. Yeah. And mm. then, remarkably, it's a hit. James Madison, well, we, we, we mentioned getting players from the Championship. That's one that obviously paid off. Even more inexcusable with the Tillemans one. Obviously, Leicester had him on loan at first, so they, we yeah. even saw that he could do it. And still we were worried he was going to United, didn't we? Mm. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Who, if just so I won't keep you too much longer, who who do you think um, has done the best business so far? Should mm. we say Chelsea aside? <laughs> yeah, probably actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. I do you think Spurs' business is, is very good? I know, but again, it's if you're looking at Matt Doherty and um, um, Hoybjerg, is the best business of the tri- Premier League transfer. Well, sometimes <laughs> not. Sometimes not spending the amount though is what you can yeah. kind of admire. Like, oh, hang on, this is what at... they were trying to sell you a couple of seasons ago when they didn't yeah. buy anyone. You've fallen no, no, into what? it. They, they no, no, I don't mean that, but I mean they're not chucking. <laughs> money at players for the sake of it we didn't look at Villa last year and say look they've won this transfer window because they spent 100 million no granted but it's the players I, that we spend it on okay. like, the Doherty one I am just very high on like, I do think that's a very good sign no I yeah. agree that's a very good sign particularly I don't know if you saw I keep saying about it but there was a early clip of the Spurs dot with Aurier which I don't know if you've seen the quote with Jose saying it but he obviously isn't trusted. They wanted a, they wanted any right back. They weren't happy with Walker Peters either. They've gone and got their man, so they clearly yeah. identified targets. They're not going to overpay. Um, with Spurs, we have seen that, like and Mbappe, for example. I think potentially Leeds 
just even just signing Rodrigo could be the difference between being a Premier yeah. League team and not. So I wish I knew more about these other guys they're linked with. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Even those used to be quite a cool team when they had Di Natale and that. I just mm, don't really know anything about them. He was propping them up, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Palace with that, as a Nathan Ferguson, that Nathan Ferguson's obviously a good player, and as a looks like he's a good player. So yeah, there seems to be some good business all around. I mean, Arsenal got centre back, so yeah, we're doing something right there. It's a bit too early. Just to say, apart from Chelsea, about the chances to give it a while. Yeah. So long to go still. Yeah, I, I don't like... I, I preferred last season when the, the window was done before the season. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think that's going to be... You're going to get a few... If you get Man City or Man United having really bad starts to the season, they're just going to go out and spend big. And that's why you probably... Probably going to hit. Yeah, and like this is the thing as well about me not thinking Sancho is going to get through I completely forgot that the window goes on to October yeah. so that Ferran Torres could be a hit for City and we could all be thinking he's, he's going to be compared to Sane whether he likes it or not yeah probably won't even play <laughs> well I think that does this for the week let's hope the speedy porcupine can survive another week <laughs> <laughs> um Let's hope we've got some good new signings uh, to talk about next week. Luke, you're welcome to join us anytime again if you fancy it. Yeah, um, we've got the time. Yeah. And we'll be back next week where who knows what Alex will be coming out with. <laughs> Thanks again. Can't we'll be wait. back. Goodbye.